Ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, here, and I got my talented trio on the podcast this week, man. BJ, what's happening, man? Welcome back. Hey, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Absolutely. You got your Eskimo thing on for the last week or so, the last 10 days or so. Um, really? Up in Alaska with the retreat, with the church and everything. So we're excited to hear about that and everything that went on. Yes, sir. Um, Absolutely. And then Coach K up there up top, man. What's going on, brother? I'm just hanging out, you know. Y'all just leave me kind of here locked in the place. So it's been a long time since I escaped from the 13th floor. So I'm hoping to just see outside one day. But, you know, you know what they say, the views are amazing. So Exactly. So you should be happy. I just need y'all to leave me some food. Nah, man, you good. You know what I'm saying? You had the fasting and everything. You don't need no food. You just need some water, some cayenne pepper. <laughs> and, and, and apple cider vinegar <laughs> that's it baby that's it well welcome ladies and gentlemen we got a great show lined up for you this week uh first things i want to hit uh is father's day man father's day passed and i really want to know uh you guys give me your take on it is what happened to father's day because everybody that i talk to you know it's it's almost it's just another day and most men that i talk to when they say you know what you did or what you want for father's day is just that peace Y'all go, I'll stay. Uh, but we never really get that. I think most most of the guys I saw, or even stuff that was posted or whatever, um, like you said, most guys just want, like, a chill day. They don't want to go out and do all the stuff. They, I mean, if the kids want to do something, it's like if the kids want to take them somewhere to do something, most right. men are blocked just because it's the kids, and they're, they're willing to do that. They want to do something with, spend time with the kids. But if they really have what they want, it's just – Give me some peace. Let me just lay around, chill. I don't need to do nothing. Somebody give me some food, and then I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, man. I, obviously, um, I'm not as seasoned as you guys are with the Father's Day thing. So, you know, I was asked, you know, hey, what do you want to do? Or where do you want to go? Or what do you want? And I really didn't. It was like, hey, look, you know, whatever. It's fine with me. I'm not, I'm not pressed on any of that. Um, but what I would, what I would, I think it was a little different up here this year because we did eventually go out to try to go eat, uh, for dinner, um, and places were packed and I'm not used to that. Usually I'm, I'm places for father's day are, are empty, mm. but, um, places were packed and we, we went a couple places before we finally ended up. But, um, I, I think the general consent is, is that. I think Father's Day now needs to be synonymous with the start of grilling season because a lot of <laughs> a lot of the fathers out there were just like, oh, well, they said they want to cook out, but I got a grill. I got a grill, yeah. That's, that's always yeah. Right? So I, I think that's now going to be the official start of grill season. I think that's what it needs to be. What you got going on for grill season, Coach K, man? I mean, we used to have the Brothers in Smoke posts and everything. What's happening? Well, I moved here for one in and, and, and winter <laughs> – Winter's still in over. Um, and I got rid of my grill when I was moving here because it, it was starting to rust already. It was the same grill I had in Maryland. So mm-hmm. um, that was starting to rust already. And I was like, okay, well, psh, ain't no point in bringing it up here. 
mm-hmm. to be outside in the snow here. Um, that'll definitely be the end of it. So I, I really don't have a grill right now. Uh, so that's why you haven't seen any Brothers in Smoke posts. Um, I did get the green light to go buy a grill, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to go buy a grill because most of the year I can't even go outside and grill. So mm. I was in uh, I was in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago and had came across this grill. Never heard of it, but you know the um, it's like a green egg or something like that. You heard yes, of sir. That? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm hearing that's like the, the ceramic. The, it's a ceramic grill. It's the gold standard of ceramic grills. Right, right, right. So you 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 investing in one of those? Uh, negative. That's <laughs> a lot of that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, whenever I get the chance and I get to some place that I'm like, okay, this will work. Um, I'll, I'll be subscribing to um the Shiznit Kitchen, uh, grill maker. I think uh, BJ Brown. got his grill. What is Brown. it? Your grills. Browns, Brownsville grills, um, yeah. where they, you, you can order your grill, they'll make it for you. And it's, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's what I'm looking at. Yes, sir. I got you. Yeah. I still got this cowboy grill in the box that I got for, it was either father's day or my birthday, like three, four years ago. Eventually, once we get out of this apartment situation, that'll get set up and everything. Um, but I am thoroughly enjoying and by surprise this gas grill situation um it's it's much more convenient um i really you just got an outside kitchen you got a stove (laughs) that's basically what it is right it ain't nothing but an oven and that's what i thought but like for real i've been down there by the pool probably i go down there probably like two three times a week man um just because it's available or whatnot now the taste is obviously not the same i gotta get some wood chips or something to throw in there um to get at least some of that smoky flavor but it ain't as bad as i uh as i initially thought the gas grill is for convenience. Like you say, if I want, if I don't really have the time to, to light up and wait and do all that stuff, I want to throw something on or I got some salmon I want to throw in there real quick and it's not really, I'm not going to hit up all the charcoal, just throw a couple pieces of salmon on there real quick. But when I got rid of mine and, and got the charcoal, like I don't plan on buying another gas grill. And if I do, it's going to be something small um, mm-hmm. when I do my outdoor kitchen. Stay tuned for that coming up soon. Uh Absolutely. Uh, once again, shout out to Shiznit Kitchen. Um, for those of you that are listening, um, check out the Shiznit Kitchen. They're on um, Instagram, Facebook, um, and everything on the menus, the Shiznit. Uh, so definitely check it out. But um, yeah, man, I, I think a gas grill, I would get a small one just for those things that kind of smell up the house when you cook it. Like, yeah, go outside and cook that, you know. Uh, you know, just 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 things, man. You gotta remember island like houses. Chicken? No, man, not chickens, man. <laughs> like stuff, depending on 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 what you're cooking and what spices you're using, that aroma just goes through the whole house. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan of that. I don't like it. So that that will be the reason why I end up do. Well, I will have a a gas grill, but I won't even call it that. I'll just call it an outside stove. Now, see, if you're using that shiznit seasoning, I and I live by it, ladies and gentlemen. I put that shit on everything as they say um uh if you it, it's not the uh the bad odor around the house man it's actually a lot of flavor man the white seasoning is crazy because it doesn't taste like anything in your hand like i taste all my seasoning before i put it on the meat but you put it on the meat and it's just like it brings everything alive man it's crazy so definitely check out she's in the kitchen on instagram get your orders in i'm actually about halfway through my larger bottle so might be time to re-up soon uh, yes. So if you're looking for sodium free seasoning, um, Absolutely. yes, yeah. Shiznit Kitchen is, is where you want to get order it from. 
Absolutely. So, BJ, man, you back in this. Uh, Hold on, man. Before you get to that, man, I want to give a shout out uh, to our five-star rating on iTunes. Yes, sir. Uh, that came via C.S. Zakowski, and it says, Phenomenal podcast episode. I think that everyone could benefit from listening and be encouraged to persevere through times of struggle. Also shows a great highlight of men of color who aren't often seen as sacrificial providers. This is definitely a must-listen to. Uh, shout out to C.S. Zukowski. We definitely appreciate that. Um, and I promise you, as soon as we get uh, our, our paraphernalia, we will be sending you a free T-shirt. So definitely um, hook up with us. Let us know uh, what your size is because you will have a T-shirt coming your way. That's what's up, yo. Why are you putting all that pressure on me, Coach K? What's going on, bro? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, man. I, I basically want a uniform for when I get on the podcast every week or something that I could wear. Bro, we good. We love the the switch out. And I know you went real basic today. I'm sorry we we're keeping you from the gym, but if you're serious about it, you're gonna get there after we finish anyway. We won't nah, hold you. The gym closes at ten o'clock. The gym is always open, bro. You got push up uh on the ground, you got sit ups on the ground, you got outside, and it's probably what, fifty degrees outside? I need atmosphere. <laughs> Excuses. <laughs> In that particular case, I am about aesthetics. Uh, it's actually 69 degrees right now. It's not too bad. What? Perfect. Perfect. You don't even got to put on a hat on. You don't got to put a hat on your head or nothing. You just sweat and be good. Yeah. We'll move on to BJ's segment. Well, moving right along, as we say. Yeah. BJ, man, give us the rundown on the retreat, man. First and foremost, how was it just being in the middle of Alaska with the nature and everything and all 23 hours of that sunlight? It, 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 only word describing it in like you won't hear me saying that often, that often is beautiful, man. Like, it's just, like, it blows your mind that there's places that you know they exist, but you get there, and it's like, it's the locals, and you look around, and nobody's out in nature. We're just loving it every every minute of it. Every, the 10 of us that came from Miami, um, Miami area up there, and we're sitting around like, there's nobody here to enjoy it but us. Like, everybody needs to witness this, this glory that's up here, man. So um, went to Wrangell, Alaska. So again, for those that I had never heard of the place before, ever that I think Alaska, you know, you think of the big mainland up there, and you got um, all the well, Juneau is like at the southern, southeastern portion of it, kind of wraps around. You got all the Nome and uh, Nome, Alaska, and all those other places up there. But just off the coast, north of Washington State, because um, we actually flew into Seattle. And it's extra, like, another hour and a half, two hours um, flight from Seattle North. But on the west coast of British Columbia, Canada, um, there's a, whole, a chain of islands that are all, that's all Alaskan territory as well. Mm-hmm. And on most of those islands is, like, one or two towns. And this island um, called Wrangell, um, the city is called Wrangell. <clears throat> and you fly in, man, and all you see is water, islands, and the landing strip. <laughs> It's like something out of a crazy movie. You just land a strip and you land, you get out of the plane, it's nothing but it's serene. There's no noise. Once the plane shuts the engine off, it's like silent. You got mountain backdrops with snow caps still on them. Mm. You got the water leading up to it. You got the airstrip in the plane. You turn around it. Behind you is one building. That's the airport. Mm. The, the airport, literally, you walk in and there's... The desk where you check in at is like three people where three people can check in people and then a sitting area. That's the airport. <laughs> um, Gene actually took a panorama of the 
of the inside of the airport before we left and literally just turned around in a circle to get everything in one picture. Wow. It was crazy. Um, security, like, so to put it like this, the only, there's no metal, there's no metal detector for bag detectors, right? So you got a metal detector you walk through to get out to the plane, but they don't have a, a scanner for bags. So they had to manually open every bag and go through the bag with the wand and everything. That's not, they don't even have that. But all that aside, so you get there, you just start out, man. It's just nature, nature, mountains, trees, snow caps still on the mountains, um, water everywhere. So it's a fishing town or mm-hmm. a sea, sea fairing town, shall I say. Um, crazy. Um, most people there are in the, in the fishing or boating industry somewhat, somehow. Um, they catch stuff all around. Like it's halibut season. Ali, we were there. Saturday, we went out. I'll get to that in a minute. Saturday, we went on a glacier trip. Um, to the, the southernmost glacier um, that's accessible from North America. But you go out there, it's Halibut season. So Saturday morning, the Dungeness crab season started. We got on the water about 9.30, between 9.30 and 10 a.m. It started at 8 o'clock that morning. By the time we passed the place where they were dropping the um, crab pots and everything, I mean, there was hundreds of them out there. And people were on their second round. They had dropped them, got to the end, the circle back, started picking up the, sec- the pots again and making their second round. Like it was, it's that serious, man. People like that. The way it's set up, man. People during hot seasons, you can make your yearly salary in two to three months. Yep. Wow. So there's a whole bunch of there's good and bad that comes with that, though, right? So we we're talking to a lot of the people up there. Um, what was going on? Good thing, and so people have the ability to make a lot of money, but because it's so isolated and not a lot going on, a lot of people don't manage the money correctly. Like, so there's a lot, huge problem with alcoholism on the island, right? Mm. Huge problem with youth um, finishing school and doing anything else because um, the pastor took us out on his boat. It was actually telling us like a few years back, probably like 10, 12 years back. He ended fishing one day and he's not a heavy, he doesn't do, he does it for sport and for food for his family, right? Mm-hmm. It was a kid, 14 year old kid out there that had this whole thing laid out on the, on the dock, his whole catch on the dock. And pretty much, they said at that point in time, 10 to 12 years ago, he had about $40,000 worth of stuff there. So you got a 14-year-old with a $40,000 worth of catch. Mm-hmm. What motivation does this kid have to go finish school or do anything beyond what he's doing? Right. So, that was, that's, so that's some of the challenges they have. But I tell you what, the, the town itself is only 25 to 2,600 people total. Um, and if I got to be totally honest, not that much diversity up there, but we were welcome with open arms across the island. Didn't yeah. run into any issues, didn't run into any problems. I saw the one black girl in the pictures. Yeah. Um, and actually, she's adopted. Like, she, she, she's adopted. There's a family up there that's adopted, like, three or four kids. Um, she's from Ethiopia. The one girl is, I want to say, Filipino. Um, and another little boy in, I think he was white American. Um, but they were adopted, um, as far as the kids are concerned. Um, but if you look at the town as a whole, there's not a lot of diversity. But from what we saw and what we witnessed and the, the people we encountered, we didn't encounter any type of pushback or un- feeling a sense of not being welcome. Yeah. Um, because I also found out while we were there, too, it's actually some of the smaller cruise ships, a lot of them stop there. So they're used to the tourists coming in and used to doing everything else. So they know who's not local, 
right? Mm-hmm. So there was a group of 10 of us, but man, when you get up there, the house we stayed in, it was like huge um, picture windows on the west side, like northwest side. Like every morning, it started the day out, looking out, it's nothing but wa- the water, mountains with the snow on top. Um, oh, if it's nice. raining, you see the fog come down the mountains. Um, eat bald eagles out on the pylons. Um, every single morning when you wake up eating breakfast, this, this is just natural. Like, I think we turned on the TV twice while we were there. Somebody wanted to watch the game, um, I guess the um, the finals. Yep. That last game, we got, I think we caught the last, like, 10 minutes of that game. Somebody wanted to watch it. Um, but it was great to be unplugged, not watching TV, not listening to the radio, not doing all that stuff. I kind of felt like the rest of the world didn't exist for, like, the, the 10 days we were there because I had no idea what was going on. To- that has to be the most stress-free feeling ever. Uh, I was just, we were just talking about this, me, Chris, and somebody, else, I think we were riding around talking about how, um, how we would be if we didn't have like our cell phones. And I was telling them, you know, like I, I would probably be pretty good um, because the really, like I'm not on social media um, at all really anymore. The most I use my phone for is obviously to make phone calls and such, but the GPS, that'll probably be the biggest thing that I would be lacking but other than that man to be disconnected and I have to worry about this that and the third or being able to uh be I guess reached you know that being that accessible and you just get to you know free your mind just be you know be you know it's got to be amazing outside of our honeymoon and I can't even say our first anniversary because I think I did answer some emails honestly um this is the first time I really just unplugged. I didn't answer work emails. I didn't I do anything unless the kids called us. Mm-hmm. One, of our, one of our moms called us just make sure we checked in down home, down here with them. Outside of that, like, we really didn't bother. I jumped on the chat with you guys a couple times. I just respond a couple things, but that was I'm about it. I was looking for that bald eagle, by the way, because I, I damn sure didn't see it. Oh, <laughs> man. They, they got, he's a good one. Um, it's on his Facebook page, though. Oh, okay. It's, it's not I'll in the chat. I said it again because actually that one, because the camera on the phone wouldn't zoom up. It wasn't that far, but the camera wouldn't zoom in that close clear. So mm-hmm. I ended up taking it through the binoculars. It was, it was crazy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. the, one, the one I got posted, I took that through the binoculars. Oh, okay. wow. Interesting. But it was crazy. So like, the eagles were flying everywhere. Like the last day you saw two eagles out there like battling each other, like kind of, I don't know, if they were, it seemed like they were just playing around. Like, there were two brothers playing around. Then they just flew off like nothing ever happened. Like, the Ravens out there, man, when I say the Ravens are, like, they hop. They don't walk. They hop. Like, they're probably about, like, that fat around. You hear them fighting and doing stuff all day, all night. Um, let's see. Wow. The one thing I didn't know is the strange fact, like, there's dogs everywhere on the island. But it took the first five days, I'm thinking, like, I ain't heard a dog bark, dog bark yet. Like, they're just docile. Were they, were they um, huskies? Because huskies don't bark. No, I, I only saw one husky when I was up there. Oh, okay. Hmm. I only saw one husky, and we were, we were walking on their beach one day, and a, a lady was walking her dog. Um, but there was random dogs. There was mutts. There was everything. And, like, nobody was barking, though. And then all of a sudden, like, the last day, too, this, that's when I heard, started hurting. I asked everybody else, like, have y'all noticed, like, no dogs have been barking over here? Like, you're right. Nobody paid attention to it. It was the strangest thing ever. But man, we got a chance to go um, out on the water. Um, with, like I said the pastor took five of us out on his, on his boat. 
Um, we went up to a, a couple of different little islands, saw um, things like you see otters, um, um, see minks. Um, the last day, or before we even get the last day, one day we went up to this called Three Sisters Lookout. Um, and it's on top of a mountain, so it's an off-road. They have it gravel now, but it's off-road. You turn up the main road and you're just going up and up and up for maybe like 10 minutes, like up and winding around. Get there and walk out, man. You just look out. Again, you got snow-capped mountains over here to the, to the left. You got the, there used to be a little bit of snow left on top of the ones in front of you. There's water everywhere. You see down, look down, some boats are sailing down there. Some trees are falling down here. It's just, just peaceful and serene. Everybody's trying to take pictures and it's everything, man. It's just, it's, it's unreal. Hey, so let me ask you this. Um, I know you talked about disconnecting um, during your travel, but was this, it's not the first time that you and Gina have been away from the kids for an extended period of time, is it, or was it? No, not the first time, no. Okay. Um, how was it being away from the kids and just, you're there in this, just this mecca of nature, um, and also you're there also doing a, a service. You're providing, you're, you're, you're doing some servitude, right? Correct. So what was that combination? Do you feel like that had any impact on the two of you together? Definitely do. Um, I think it had an impact on us as a family unit all together, all around. Because um, when the kids first found out that we were going to Alaska and what we were going for. So let me paint that picture. Cause I know I talked about it last time, but whoever's listening might not understand the whole picture. So I, my church approached me probably December, January about um, they contact, they were contacted by uh, two missionaries in Alaska who live in Wrangell. Um And they were looking to do a youth summer camp, more like a vacation Bible school. Um, they don't have a youth department there. They, they're not that big. Um, and the youth are just kind of, kids are just kind of there. They come with their parents and they do a kid's little lesson on Sunday, but it's nothing for them. Um, so they're very interested in doing something. So they recruited a group of 10 of us to go. And our mission for the week was to go and put on a, they call it Kids Blitz, which we would call Vacation Bible School here. Um, uh, kids Blitz for, the, for Monday through Friday. Um, so it really was a mission trip with our church. Um, but once the kids understood where we were going and why we were going, they were all behind it. They were at, telling us they were excited for us to go. They were praying for us and for the success of the trip, everything. Um, but then for Gina and I, it was the first time we actually went on, either of us went on a mission trip, right? Um, growing up in our churches, respectfully, so we never had that opportunity. So when we were presenting this one and we were able to go together, it just gave us a chance to kind of connect more um, as a couple and then with the group we went to as, with, as well. Um, so we went and the, our support system, first I gotta give a shout out to my mom who should be listening right now. What's up, mama? Um, she, her, Gina's mom, um, Gina's aunt, and her godmother all pitched in and kind of rotated days and supported the kids while we were gone. So shout out to them because without them, it would have been tough trying to leave here and organize everything. Um, but I would have been up here with Uncle Carol. Well, hang out. <laughs> we we would have made something happen, but they jumped in and no no issues, no nothing, and everything was taken care of. And then big shout out to the kids. Uh, they stepped up big time. Um, I had to talk with them in the, individually before we left about responsibility and take care of everything. And the report we got back was basically from all of them was we were only here to oversee to make sure nothing, no emergencies happened. The kids took care. They got up and got ready for camp by themselves. They did pack their lunch, they did everything they were supposed to do. 
Um, they were taking out the trash and doing everything without us being here, which made me think, why do I have to say it when I'm here then? Well, we're gone and they take care of everything on their own, but that just proves to me they can do it. So, um, so shout out to them as well. But it was a blessing to be able for us to experience that together. Um, and then turn around and serve at the same time. So what, what did we do? We provided a four, four hour, four and a half hour um, day for kids um, from like 1030. About, we got there about 10 and kids started around about 10. And the last kid probably left about 230. So about four and a half hours um, worth of uh, biblical based um, activities, lessons and activities for, for them. Um, throughout the week, um, our highest attendance in a day was 58. Um, but new kids were coming every day. Um, and we had, saw a total of 70 kids throughout the five days. So 70 individual faces attended throughout the week. Um, mm. But that being said, so here's the thing. The elementary school, and it was only K to five. We had a couple of sixth graders that actually attended. But here's the thing. The elementary school there only has 200 kids in it. So we had well over a quarter of the entire K to five population. All right in attendance in our face for five days, over the five day period. That's amazing. So with that level of in attendance, what, is, what do you think the impact was that you guys left on that community through your mission work? So I, I hope it's twofold. I, one, I, I hope is that um, they heard the, the message of the Bible, right? Um, and that's what our mission was. Like, it's, there's no secret to it. That's why we were there, right? To put on this and have it give a foundation. Now, Tim and Missy, the missionaries there, they run a program once a week, um, which about 25 to 30 kids will show up, but not all at one time, but over a course of the year, 25 to 30 are kind of average. Um, but they don't touch all the kids. Um, so first, first thing would be, to learn more about the Lord and learn more about the Bible, some of the basic stories, and what the, what does it mean? What is the the story of salvation? That would be the first thing. Second thing is that um, there are other people out there that care for them. Because we had kids after the first day. When I tell you the connection with some of these kids is like phenomenal. And again, this is why I love kids. Because I tell you, kids don't care about the color of your skin, how much money you have what clothes you wear, none of the case. If you show compassion and caring to them, they in turn, kids were coming up and hugging us at the end of the first day. Like these kids were welcome with open arms. Um, a couple of kids were kind of apprehensive just because nothing like that, they haven't experienced anything like this before and they didn't know what to expect. But nobody, to my knowledge, had a bad time or had a negative um, experience overall. We had some kids, um, there were a couple of kids that have some um, disabilities as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know exactly. I want to say he's autistic, but I'm not 100% sure. We, I didn't go into details because it really didn't matter to me. I have experience in that field right. dealing with special education, right? His mom, he made it all week, right? We had the first day we were trying to get used to his, some of his triggers and everything. So we had some, not troubles, but just, just awkward moments trying to figure out what was his triggers and why he was reacting away. But the right. boy ended up winning different events and different things throughout the week. Everybody was cheering him on. And his mom said the boy, she ne was never able to leave him alone um, at a camp more than one day because he would always get frustrated or they would get frustrated with him and she would have to come get him and take him back home. The boy made it every day, was there, brought his stuff, was learning, was doing everything else and right along with everybody else. So that was a testament to the team that went and the support that was there. Um, you have other kids that, I mean, 
the story doesn't change no matter what state you go in, what color color skin you got, or where you live at. Kids who hadn't seen their father, kids who mother and father are going through divorce right now, kids who um were probably you you look at them and you would say like to be totally honest, same thing I said in when I was teaching Liberty City, like I don't even know when the last time you you've been clean, right? Because I mean, kids there are just they just go outside and do whatever. Like it's raining, it's nothing for them. Like we went to one of the kids at the end of the first day. The kid stopped me before his mom got there and said, Mr. Brian, like, are you guys going to be in town tonight? I'm like, yeah, we're going to be here all week. Great, great, great. You know what? I, and he was kind of apprehensive. First, like, I, we, we got a baseball game tonight. And I really love it if you guys can come by to stay for a few minutes and just watch us play. We all took the time and we went to the baseball game. And the boy, his face lit up when he saw us. He just lit up. He was playing first base and we walked up. We're like, I like, dude, pay attention to the game. <laughs> Like, he totally lost concentration on what was going on. And the coaches got mad, like, but the coaches didn't understand who we were and why we were there, um, which also made an impact because there were kids at the baseball game that hadn't been at the camp, that heard about it but didn't come, who ended up coming the next couple of days because they saw us come out that day, mm-hmm. right? So little things like that. And the boy's mother met us that at the game as well, the one who invited us. Um, she met us at the game as well. And – it was a situation where his, as his father was actually there. We met his father. They're going through their thing right now. It's a whole other story. Don't need to go into de- details right now. But they're going through it. So this kid is going through the same type of struggles that kids across the, the nation are going through every single day, right? Um, but she saw us, and we told her that the little boy had, had called us in, and she pretty much connected with us throughout the week. Are we okay? Can she hang out with us? She wanted to talk some more and find out more about us. And kind of tell us her story and figure out what's going on and just be there for support. Like, people are people, no matter where you go. And I tell you, I tell you what, the one thing that was interesting, and I made the comment to Gina last night, and I think my mom was, I was talking about Gina, my mom. Um, there were some avid Trump supporters there, right? You could tell. And it, it, it wasn't anything to keep secret. It wasn't anything to, um, to hide. Like, one of the guys at the church, every time they would pray, um, and I, yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's pray for the president, pray for this country, pray for the border um, to make sure that our, our country is safe. But and it was it struck me by surprise because pray for the border, man. Them Canadians ain't coming to get you. <laughs> but, you know, in Alaska, what he was talking you know about, what I'm saying? In Mexico ain't that far from Alaska. Now they can get there. But what he was talking about, and I, that's what I had to really sit and think though. But what what is being said? through different channels, right? Because limited is limited access to information as far because he's an older guy, right? We actually saw mm-hmm. his house. This man lives on an old, it's an old float house. It's basically a boat house that they moved inland. He's been there for, I think he's born and raised. He's been there, he's like 70, right? So everything he's being fed is everything that's, that's just media or whatever anybody says tells him, right? Wow. So his it's almost like a war going on down on the border. Wow. But it wasn't, wasn't anything in a negative way to impact us. It really, yeah. this is his heart. He's pouring out. Like, he's really concerned. Like, this is really a, something that's going to ha- have a major impact and, and, like, take out the United States. See, man, that's, that's why, that's why we have people like BJ on the 13th floor and, and, and Jay, um, who, you know, they 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 are the buffers and the the ambassadors <laughs> of such crazy stuff because um yeah some of us the rest of us on the 13th floor uh, we're, we're not 
we're not so um I don't even know what to say. Forgiving. Maybe. Understanding. Understanding. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not their it's not their fault. And I don't wanna I don't wanna stay here because I it's a I do have a, a good question, but you know, ignorance is exactly that. Um and when we, you, we don't have to stay here, man. Don't 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 let me do what I don't let me derail where you were going, man. Hey man, I was about to jump head first into the vortex, man. You see, it's it's, it's easy. We'll, we'll say that for another one. I mean, <laughs> I, said, I said that story just because it was something that was on my heart last night. Because like you heard in him, it wasn't any malice. There wasn't any negative thing toward any of us. And I'm I'm trying to think. There were one white guy went with us. Gina, African American. So the other seven are Hispanic, right? Mm-hmm. So there's not, there, there, there's no denying who's standing in front of you. Right. Yeah, it wasn't out of malice. This was, I mean, when we're standing talking to the guy, we we're outside of the house, we went to, by the beach. He stays out there um, in church and everything like that. There, it wasn't out of malice. It was just, this was what he's been fed. And this is what he truly believes in his heart. It wasn't out of a place of negativity or that it was coming from, um, what's, what, what, how do I want to say it? It, was, it wasn't coming from a place of... Um, he wasn't on the offensive. He wasn't trying to yeah. send a message to you guys, but, but, but here's my thing with it, right? So his, his, his uninformed innocence in the church, right? Because you're in a church setting, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine what that turns into outside of the church setting. And he's now imparting this on younger people that that don't know any better. Right? Well, I don't. It's a possibility, yes. I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. And, and, and I'm not saying about him specifically, but I think that's how... That's how wrong, all this starts. That's how the wrong agenda gets maintained, right? I, I agree. And, and and that's part of that's part of privilege because you're protected from the truth and it's okay. You see what I mean? And that's why that, that that's where I, I say, you know, hey, look, we're so thankful to have somebody like you because in that situation, I'm going to feel compelled to go and tell you that, hey, you need to change your news station. You need to change the radio station and, and you need to get some other information so that you can make an informed prayer when you come in here, because what are you praying for right now? You know what I'm I, 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 it, there's no argument there. I understand. Yeah. No, I, there's, I there, there's no argument. And I'm not, I'm not coming at you because I know, you know, I, I'm just saying these are why I don't get involved. But when you have, <laughs> but when you have limited information, when you only have the basic news source and your basic news source is AM radio, which I'm guessing is. Or is Limbaugh nothing from the other side or not, not even anything neutral. And the one I saw one local TV station that they picked up. I don't know if you got cable, of course, but the way this guy lives, I doubt if he either has cable or TV now. Be totally honest with you. No, but, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm really just using that as a, and look, this is not the space we're trying to go to, but this is how, things continue to be maintained and how things are held and the infrastructure of bigotry and racism that doesn't exist. This is how these things continue to exist because you do have people 
that are in these isolated remote places, or you do have people that have access, but don't take advantage of the access to get all the information. Right. Because he's probably sitting there watching to see if any Russian boats are going to roll up wherever his thing is docked. You know what I mean? Like any moment now something might happen. So let me pray for the border. All right, buddy. So what I was going to ask BJ before we got off on the tangent was, I apologize. It's all good. It's all good. You got to get it out, man. This is your, your opportunity to express, you know, the views are amazing. Um, (laughs) Excuse me. We do these missions and these trips and we, we're always looking for the impact that we're, we're always trying to have an impact on others, but oftentimes, if not all the time, we are the ones that end up being most impacted. And it's, it's crazy how, I won't say most impacted, but we feel it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, there's, there's, a, a, there's something that's left, that's tangible, that's left with us. So what I want to get from you is what was that one thing that you gained or, or what did you gain most from this mission experience? Confirmation that the work I'm doing is where I'm supposed to be, right? Um, because I was there in a capacity of teaching, um, educating. No matter what platform it is, is education, right? Um, for me, it was that, that confirmation, but also that kids are kids, and all kids need to be shown love, attention, and guidance towards knowledge. Whatever, whatever platform that be, and it, it doesn't—it doesn't have to be religious, but guidance. Um, it is it, just confirmed that it didn't—it didn't matter that if I went from South Florida, I probably went the longest trip possible, except going to mainland Alaska in the in the UN, United States, or well, not counting Hawaii. I didn't count that. Um, but on mainland, staying within the mainland from here to Seattle, it's probably except from Miami to Seattle, we went from Fort Lauderdale. It's probably the longest trip you can make cross country, right? And the, the, the needs of the kids don't change. The faces may change, but the needs, um, their stories, their household situation, none of that changes no matter what. It didn't matter the color of the skin. It didn't matter their uh, religion. It didn't matter what, um, how, how much money they have. None of that changes. So for me, it was just confirmation that if we don't catch this generation with, with some tough um i'll say tough love because you you need that because there was some situation where again the kids are just being kids but you have to step up and you're in charge of this camp or i'm in charge of i'm in charge of the fifth and sixth graders and now it's probably the rowdiest group we had right yeah, backhand bobby <laughs> i had to do none of that <laughs> but i mean these are kids these are my kids and i'm not used to them but i also have to be stern enough to get everything across right but also right. when i when i'm in front of 58 kids and i have to teach a lesson that day I have to maintain a sense of order as well. So you do what you need to do to maintain that sense of order, right? But it's no different because all of them respond to the same thing. Yeah, you may have to be tough sometimes, but again, just showing some compassion, um, being informed, just sitting down to listen to them talk to you for a minute goes a long way. And they'll build those bonds forever. And it doesn't sound like you had too much trouble figuring out ways to engage them. I know you've been an educator, you know, for your career, but you would think that there's, there might be a learning curve because these are children from different backgrounds, a whole different ethnicity, but it seems like you were just able to jump right in and give them exactly what they needed to get them going. 
That was a team, and I and it wasn't just me. The team I I taught two of the five lessons, so we rotated. I did the first lesson and the and the end lesson, and there were three other teachers in in between. Um, and then everybody else had like different groups and everything going on, and and we just did a whole plethora of, of activities throughout throughout the week. But again, it it it's not that we have to do something major and different just for these kids because kids are kids, no matter where you go. Right. And they, again, they, kids want to learn and they were excited. They were, I mean, you had kids standing up on them pews, dancing and singing and jumping and it was okay. It was okay to do that because they, no matter if they were just singing the sing song because everybody else was excited or they were really excited themselves, you couldn't tell, but it didn't matter because there was some sense of excitement going on there. You could see it in their eyes. They liked being there. They had a great time. They looked forward to coming back. And they were all asking, so are you guys coming back next week? When we told them we had to go, they were upset. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back next year. They said, we got to wait till next summer. Mm-hmm. Like that type of stuff is what tells you the work that you're doing was paid, has paid off. The fact that after the first day, the kid invited us to his baseball game. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't want to ask. You could tell he didn't want to ask me, but he really wanted us to come. Cause I, I felt that he was, he thought we were going to say no and, be, a- and he'd be rejected. I think that's really amazing, man. Um, do you guys stay in, in contact with the group out there in, uh, in Alaska? Um, yeah. So the two missionaries that there, we went to go help. They, they live there. Um, Tim and Missy live there. Um, great. Another great couple. He's actually from Dayton, Ohio, and she's from Boone, Kentucky. Um, so right there where I group at maybe, 30, 40 minutes north and about another 30, 40 minutes south of me, right? She's so from here, Kentucky? Boone, Kentucky. Boone? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, is, that where, is that where Boone's farm is? I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know about know, that. But, but everybody around Ohio drink Boone's farm um, a little bottle, so everybody maybe so. <laughs> At some point in their life. No, the reason I asked, I think, because you guys obviously had a, a major impact, but you might have, you should have given them a major blueprint um, on things and ways that they can continue that service so the kids yeah. don't feel like they just got dropped off a cliff when you so all, we did. Yeah, when you all yeah. went back. So hopefully they can continue that process. And, you know, next summer the kids are looking forward to you guys coming back out there for that time. So the next step would be help them reach, like, the middle school, high school age to have that support from them to help them with the work that they do. So that, that's the thing. So next year, they already got, they already set dates for next year. Um, I don't know if we're the ones that are going to be going back the same team. Um, I would love to go back and I would love to take the kids with us this time if we could to right. let them experience the whole, just being out there period. Um, but I, I would love for that experience to happen. Um, to send another group back. If we are blessed to go back, that's great. If we're not, then maybe next time. Um, but all that said, the last, the last day, last full day we were there Saturday, we had a chance to go on a glacier trip, man. And when I tell you, first of all, that was the coldest day possible. Cause when you get to the foot of the glacier, that wind kicks up, that stuff have you balled up in the corner, but it was still good. It was worth it. Cause when I tell you, I'm gonna have to put a link together and put a link. Cause no, I can't even describe in words that the picture saw. So you saw the blue ice, right? I, I, ice like a deep, deep blue. Right, goes from deep blue to the full light to light blue to white on the tip. Icebergs floating through the water. Um, seals laying on the icebergs looking at you when you pass, just sitting there looking at you. Are you gonna do something? Okay, you're coming closer, I'm going in the water. Right? Um, you got eagles flying above you as you go out. You got eagles sitting out in the iceberg in front of you, just sitting there watching you like what's going on. 
We actually even saw one of the seals giving birth, like when we're passing by. It was like amazing. Wow. Like it, you saw, I mean, not to pick graphic up, but you saw blood all over the ice and everything. It's like the seal just gave birth. You saw the little pup just flapping next to her. It was like wow. amazing. You look up and it's just these rock faces. I can't even guess how tall. It's just like carved out over time. It's just like you sit there, you got waterfalls flowing down, the ice caps still on some of the mountains. The waterfalls just flowing down and flowing into, flowing down at, at the foot of the boat. Trees, trees start halfway up the mountains and go up. You have, we didn't see any, but they even said there's goats that live up on the mountains, like that, that are up there. There's no men around or nothing, just goats up there, right? Once um, again, the iceberg. Say what? Not, once again, why I'm not invited to these things. Could it be getting trying, goat? I've been trying to cook some goat. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get to the edge of the iceberg, and again, we're we're riding into this this almost like it's almost like the, it's been carved out, right? So the glacier itself is almost twenty miles long. The ice sheet is almost twenty miles long, and it stops at this one point, and you just see the it's all blue, dark blue up as it gets to white, right? And you just see like, little pieces falling off like it's like some movie somewhere. It's just waiting for you to sit there and watch. We sat there in that area for I mean, 30, 40 minutes. And you would just see bits and pieces fall. You got the waterfall on this side coming down on, on, on one side of it. You got icebergs that are breaking off and floating. You got iceberg that broke in half and actually flipped over, right? Wow. All this is happening right there in front of us. It's like, and nobody's around to witness any of this. It's like, like, I would think I would want every single person possible out here just to witness what's going on right now. This is God's work hand. And it's just like, I, I don't get it when people personally, and it is my belief. I don't get it when people say all this just happened by nature, like circumstance, something just happened. Whether you believe in God, another creator, whatever, like all the stuff around us that we don't get to witness and we go place like Alaska and we see it firsthand. You tell me this is just, Happen. This the Earth just happened to be in the right place for all the stuff to happen for us to be living here and habitable in this one planet in this one little inhabitable place on this Earth. I just can't believe it, right? So it was just amazing, man. When I tell you, it's like I'm gonna have to put the, um, the slideshow together and post a link under this um, episode when we post it, so people can see firsthand. You see the sunset the first day we're there. I took a panorama of where we were staying from the outside of where we were staying. Ooh, that that picture there, man. Look. That- if you need me to send you some money so that you can get that printed and frame it, because that picture is awesome. That so one end it just finished raining and the sun came out. And again, mind you, the sun sets at between eleven and eleven thirty at night and it rises at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. So there's there's nineteen hours of daylight. So first of all, your body is off a little bit, but you love it. So we're outside at like nine fifteen at night. And the sun is over here before it goes down past the last island. It's not going to go down, but you can't see the sun directly. Mm-hmm. And it just finished raining. So on this side of the island is a full rainbow. Rainbow starts from one corner and actually comes over to the end of our house we're at. Right? So the panorama shot, you got the sun setting over here bright and you got the rainbow on this side. And in the middle is just water and mountains. It's like, like I'm sitting, this is the first night we're there. I'm like, thank you. Right. That just set the tone for everything else. Exactly. It rained some of the days we were there, but that's where the, the, the climate we, li- we, we were in, right? They're used to it. So everybody puts on rain. But like I tell you, rain boots, forget Nikes, forget Adidas. It's called, they're called Extra Tough. E-X-T-R-A-T-U-F. They're rain boots. 
And those things, when I tell you, those things are like $100, $135 a pop. But they work. And, and, and where they, they're rainbows, they come up, and you can walk on anything. They don't slip. They don't do anything. And everybody, like little kids, like four or five-year-olds have them on. Or they have on some form of rainbows. That's just, that's the go-to. The umpire at the baseball game had on her extra stuff, some jeans, and then the um, leg guards over it. I mean, that's how, that's just the common word. Wow, that's just what you wear. Yeah, that's what we wear. No fast food on the island, right? There's, I tell you, there's a, uh, no, no fast food, no restaurant chains, no nothing. Everything is either family owned. Yeah, everything is family. There's not either. Everything is family owned. There's one burger joint called J&W. When I tell you something, like, dog, this burger, <sighs> I had to, we had to go back and describe another one before we left this, before we got back on the plane. Wow. Like, that joint was, was the bomb. You sound like my like, people who don't even eat burgers were like, okay, we got to go back and get another one. <laughs> wow. What, like, what, what, what was it about the burger? Was it the way it was cooked? Was it, was it you it was tell the, the quality of the meat or? It was, it was the quality of meat and the way it was cooked. I, I don't know what they do, but I had, I had a single the first time. Everybody like, you, you messed up. You should have got the double. I'm like, man, I'm not even that hungry. I got done with that single. Like, I should have got the double. <laughs> well, you know, in these small towns, you know, they're growing everything. It's fresh. So they, that cow was probably just slayed. Um, you know, earlier in the day. So you, you getting that fresh, good grass fed beef and everything, no preservatives and all that. So, you know, it's just, it's real living out there, man. That, um, had a chance to try halibut for the first, I never had halibut before. Oh, um, really? halibut halibut good, yeah. yeah. I never had it before. It's, it's, I like the consistent actually we got some, the lady who owned the spot, the bed and breakfast we, we, we stayed at brought us some that day and I, I ended up cooking it for everybody because nobody really cooked fish so I like I'll do it. Um and then we had some more that night. We had fresh shrimp somebody had caught um Friday night. Like and I'm talking about a huge shrimp like like that big around, right? Um seafood galore. Like Dungeons Crab season had just started so we didn't get to experience that. But hey, that's what people do. That's what what goes on up there. But it was it was an awesome time. We had a great experience. Blessed to be able to go and so in the lives of the kids up there, the community. I mean, it got to the point where the parents who don't even the most of the parents of the kids that came don't even attend the church. They just heard about it in the community and sent their kids. Uh-huh. Um, it was to the point where we were out. We were coming back home from the glacier trip, and I tell you, the crab season had started. We passed one of the moms of the kids on the boat. And she she recognized it. like she recognized some of the lady outside. Like those are the kids' books, lady. And she started doing the singing and dancing that the kids were doing. That's hilarious. So, and um, everybody knew who we were because they know this group was in town from Miami. Like we go in the shops and like, hey, um, that's that group. Everything. So we were blessed to be there. We had a great time. Um, again, shout out to Wrangell, Alaska. Tim and Missy up there doing great work. Um, Wrangell Bible Baptist Church. Um, and we're going to make sure that we support them and do everything we can up there. They don't have a lot, so we're going to support them through um, some donations. They, the simplest things, can we bring airheads and ring pops with us? Because they can't get them. That is crazy. So we loaded up on airheads and ring pops to take yeah. up their room. Wow. Wow. Man, that's awesome, man. It was, sounds like it was a great time, man. I'm glad y'all had an opportunity to do that, man. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't turn out to be a you know, um, oh man, I already forgot the name of the movie, man. I'm glad it didn't turn out being a get out situation. <laughs> no, nah, none of that. None <laughs> of that. I would have peeped that early. He didn't want to get in, man. Like he might not, he might be looking at some property up there. Right, 
Right. That's the part BJ didn't tell us. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, it was it was nice. I don't know about all that. Um, I wouldn't mind going back up there and stay for a little while though. Like if we had a group to go, it would be a nice place to kind of unplug, unwind, unplug, and just go like a like a couple strip. They get there, so it'd be nice. Well, cool, man. Definitely yes. appreciate you sharing. Uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to rest a little bit as I go to Carroll because we got to start wrapping this thing up a little bit. So yep. I'm going to go to Carroll for Coach K. Right, because that was definitely the most that <laughs> the podcast world, the, the audience has ever heard you talk. Um, and and you got really excited. And I'm, I'm not even going to let you get your intro in, Brett. I'm just going to go. Um, but the reason why you all – got to hear the excitement in his voice today and just all that depiction is because the man knows who he is, right? He's an altruist all day, every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag mortar. Yeah. Hashtag mortar consulting. Um, and look, for those of you out there, everybody's got a mission. Everybody has a mission. There's not one person on this earth that there's not some charge that you are supposed to execute, that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but before you can get to the what and the why, you got to know the who. And that's why that was so impactful for BJ and for Gina um, and for the people that went because they know, hey, this is, this is who we are. This is what we do. We go and we provide service. We, 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 we believe in, in um, servitude. And, and that's why... He's come back. He's fulfilled. Um, he's satisfied. Look, he didn't get paid to be there. He went there, and I guarantee you that was more satisfying than when the, the direct deposit hits the bank. Don't get me wrong. He appreciates the direct deposit hitting the bank. He needs to pay the bills, but uh, – Right, he needs to pay the bills. paid for this trip individually, so. Yep, paid for the opportunity to go serve others. And I'm not telling you all that – Everybody has to go out there and do that type of servitude, but definitely one, find out who you are. If you need help with that, uh, just leave us a, a, a note on Instagram or on you, YouTube, uh, Facebook, preferably YouTube or Facebook, and let us know um, that you want to know who you are. And BJ and I will help you out with that. The 13th floor will, will definitely help you out. Um, but Find out who you are, because once you find out who you are, it makes it so much easier to figure out your mission and to go out there and execute it. And that is what I would leave you with. Find out what you're, who you are and then what is your mission? We all got one. We yep. just need to figure out who we are and what it is. We'd be more than happy to help you do that. Take us out of here, Brett. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, remember, you can get this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Of course, like Kay mentioned, uh, YouTube and also on Vimeo, catch the videos. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at 13 Floor, please. Drop us a line. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us to get to Mortar Consulting, you can hit us at 13th Floor at Phlegology.com. If you, you want to get in contact with Mortar Consulting, Carol or BJ, where can they reach you at, Carol or BJ? Uh, they can reach both of us, either Carol at Mortar Consulting, that's M-O-R-T-A-R Consulting.com, uh, or uh, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N at Mortar Consulting.com, either one. And before we get out of here, I definitely got to shout out my man, Mike D, who started his mission, accomplished his mission with the Community Cup. Um, yeah. Definitely 
a great step in the right direction. Uh, Community Cut went down last weekend. Got some great feedback. We're looking to hear, looking forward to hearing from him next week on all of the the recap and the events and the high blood pressure episodes and things of that nature that we were talking about last weekend. But um, definitely want to shout him out because it's been a dream um, for a long time now. It's been a lot of work being put into this thing, and he saw it through and made it happen. So another person who knows who they are knows what they were here for and despite all of the obstacles in his way he made it happen persevered and and saw it through to the finish line and it's only going to get bigger from here but we'll talk about that next week hopefully with mike and you know what you know what man i'm sorry man i i'm I'm gonna continue my my keep it going baby come on preach no, I'm not here to preach, man. I'm not a preacher, man. Don't don't do that to me, man. You know, I don't, I don't like being classified as a preacher. I don't preach. Um, but what I will say is uh, there are people out there. I don't care what level of success you have. There is always a way for you to give back. There is always a way. And, you know, you just had an, heard an example of BJ. And then we just kind of gave you a hint of the give back that Mike is doing to his community that he grew up in, his community, went back, doesn't even live there anymore, but organized something citywide for his community um, and is definitely making an impact there. So find your way. That's that's the one thing that I'm going to tell you. Look, I don't care if you don't know who you are, still find a way to give back. There is somebody that can benefit from what you know and what you've been through. Tell it. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We out of here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Amazing. And y'all thought that we were just talking about the views. The 13th floor. floor. The 13th floor. floor.